Hey there, I'm Rianne Mullins, and I'm the host of the Balanced Fit and Free podcast. 15 years ago, I lost 65 pounds by revamping my lifestyle in a very realistic and totally manageable way. Now, I teach other women how to ditch the yo-yo dieting cycle and start living a balanced, fit, and happy life through real food, effective exercise, and a powerful mindset. Each week, I'll be popping into your ears to teach you how you, too, can live a balanced and fit life free from unrealistic diets and crazy expectations. Let's go. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Balanced Fit and Free podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about one of my favorite topics, and that is metabolism. I got to tell you, I am so excited that um, I have taken the time over the past years I was going to say a year, but several years actually to study metabolism and really understand it. It is absolutely fascinating. And I say that I understand it, but to be honest with you, it's really hard to understand. And even the super experts admit that they don't always understand it because it's ever changing and the research is ever changing. So As of now, the current information, I feel very confident with it. Love it. It makes total sense to me. I love helping clients with it. But we always have to know that probably some scientist is going to figure something out that tells us there's parts of it that we don't have right now. So just keep in mind that when it comes to metabolism and really anything with your body and anything with science, that as time goes by, we figure out more things. We find out more of the truth. And that can be exciting or it can be frustrating. So I've decided to go with exciting. I think it's exciting. So anyway, um, so today I wanted to talk about the four main areas that affect your metabolism. Okay. We can call them the four M's of metabolism. And here they are. They're mindfulness or mindset, movement, meals, and metabolics. So we're going to tackle each area today. I'll tell you what they are, what they mean, and how they impact your metabolism. But before we go into the four M's, let's first revisit what metabolism is and how it can differ from person to person. First of all, metabolism refers to the chemical processes that take place as your body takes food. It converts foods and drinks into energy. Okay, it's this super complex process with all these hormones and a lot of stuff going on in your body that combines the calories you consume and oxygen to create and release energy. Okay, this energy fuels your body. Okay, it fuels your body functions like breathing, heart beating, muscles moving, muscles repairing and growing, uh, brain function, everything. We need the energy. Okay, and our metabolism helps us do that. So it's really important to know that your metabolism is always monitoring what's happening. It's monitoring your environment. It's monitoring your stress. It's environmenting, uh, environmenting, excuse me, I can't talk. It's monitoring, excuse me, the people around you, the food you eat, the exercise you do, uh, the weather, the temperature, everything. It's this amazing tool that we have that our body has. Every single one of us has it. And I think that's just super cool. So anyway, it's really important because all of those things, your entire life affects your metabolism. Okay. So many people think about metabolism kind of like this. 
if I have a high metabolism, I will burn more calories, therefore be thin. Have you ever thought that? Okay. Or how many times have you thought, oh, that must be nice. They have such a high metabolism. (laughs) You know, we see thin women and we're like, oh, they must have a high metabolism. (laughs) Mm, Not necessarily. Or you might think if I have a low or slow metabolism, I will be overweight. Okay. Have you ever thought that? Oh, well, I hear this a lot. Well, I've gained weight. So my metabolism must have dropped or I'm getting older. So I have a low metabolism. And I just got to be honest with you, these statements are not always true, okay? We know that every single person's metabolism is unique to them, okay? Just like a fingerprint. What works for one person's metabolism may not work for another's, okay? And this is called metabolic individuality, individuality, okay? We know that age, weight, height, activity level, amount of muscle, amount of fat, stress levels, and more okay, more areas affect the metabolism. Many people think of the metabolism like a calculator, okay? You eat X amount of calories, you burn X amount of calories, and then you either maintain your weight, okay, if they're equal, lose weight if you burned more than you eat, okay, or gain weight if you eat more than you lose, okay? But if you've ever followed a calorie-based diet, and didn't lose weight or didn't see any result, then you know from experience that it's not just about calories in and calories out, okay? Also, creating a healthy and flexible metabolism is not all about diet and exercise. There is much more to the picture, and the sooner you realize this, the better you'll be and the healthier you're gonna feel. So let's talk about the four main areas that you need to focus on to start to correct or help your metabolism. Okay, you want your metabolism to be healthy and adaptable and flexible. If your metabolism is adaptable, okay, this is a good thing because it will adjust with you. It'll move with you. It'll move with your schedule, with your health and what medicines you're on and what activity you're doing and what stress level. Okay, remember I told you it monitors everything. So as you change from day to day, because not every day is exactly the same, right? We do different things. We have different activities. We eat different food. We see different people. We go different places. Your metabolism knows this and adjusts accordingly, or at least we want it to. We don't really want a rigid high metabolism all the time. We need one that ebbs and flows with us through the seasons of our lives. So let's dive into each M of metabolism and talk about them. They're meals, metabolics, movement, and mindfulness. Okay, so meals. This is obviously what we eat, right? What food we eat, what quality of food we eat, the amount of food, how often or the timing of our meals, how many calories or nutrients we're ingesting, how much fiber, how much water, how much energy. There's so many things that are associated with our meals, okay? Essentially, we are what we eat, If you eat a bunch of junk, you're going to feel like junk. If you eat a lot of healthy food, you're going to feel better. And our body knows the difference. This is clearly an important part of metabolism, right? You can't ignore your nutrition and expect a positive result, at least not forever. Maybe when you're a teenager, but even then it's doing damage. All right, metabolics. This is the one that most people think is the most important. Okay, people are always searching for the workout that will help them boost their metabolism or get them to burn the most calories. So metabolics means all the things that people try 
so that they can adjust their metabolism. Okay, workouts, as in purposeful, tough workouts. Um, Supplements, you know, fat-burning supplements or um, muscle-building supplements, drugs, magic potions, special shakes, herbs, and even health technology like, for example, the Whoop Band or the Apple Watch or the Fitbit or the newest gadget is a glucose monitoring system that you wear that monitors your blood sugar. And by the way, I'm super interested in that, so I might be getting one and I can tell you more about that later. Anyway... Also, metabolics can include surgeries like bariatric surgery or um, any kind of surgery to help improve your metabolism, okay? This area can actually be very useful, right? Lifting weights is an example. Lifting weights can be very beneficial for burning fat and keeping your metabolism healthy. But the problem is many people overuse exercise, not just lifting weights, but all exercise, okay? Like running and boot camp and CrossFit and spin class and, oh, and then I got to hurry and do my other workout. And then, oh, like people overdo their exercise, okay? Unknowingly. And instead they damage or create a sensitive metabolism, okay? Also, many people don't realize that all of this intense workouts, all this intense exercise is creating more hunger and cravings, which can be sabotaging all of their efforts and making them cranky. Okay. You don't want to be cranky, do you? All right. The next M is movement. This is your daily living activities or your non-exercise activity, thermogenesis, which is neat. Okay. Not your intentional workouts. Movement is walking, stretching, pacing, fidgeting, doing chores, standing versus sitting, walking versus standing, laundry, garden work, um, cooking, going to the grocery store, putting groceries away, things like that. Just living. Okay. Ancestral humans accumulated anywhere from 10,000 to 20,000 steps a day. Just by living, they had to hunt for their food and gather for their food. They had to hide and get away from predators. They had to stay alive. Okay. They didn't work out in a gym. Their daily life was a workout. Okay. Movement makes up about 15% of your metabolic output. And that's quite a bit. The more movement you do, the more sensitized your body will be to insulin. So just a quick note about insulin. When we eat food, our blood sugar increases and then our body or pancreas really metabolism tells our our um pancreas to make insulin okay so the insulin will be produced to help transport the blood glucose or blood sugar from your blood to the cells for energy okay that was a really fast way of explaining it I'll explain that another time in more detail. But oftentimes, humans eat way too much sugar or too much food and have too much insulin, okay? And this can lead to storing more fat. Also, more movement, though, means lowering your cortisol levels, okay? Cortisol is one of our stress hormones. And if we have a lower stress hormone, what do you think that means? That means you're going to feel better, right? So when I work with people... When I say to them that they need to get more movement in their life, in their days, they immediately think that I'm trying to tell them they need to get to the gym more. And that's not what I mean. I mean, literally move your body more in a non-exercise way. Now, walking is the easiest form of movement, right? It's so easy. You can add it to your day anytime in short bursts or long bursts, and you can do it anywhere with no equipment and no plan. You literally can just 
walk. I mean, you can even walk in place. It is the easiest movement to do. Now, I want to point out that a lot of people use walking as their intentional workout, and that's fine. But this is meant to be more of a stress reduction, leisurely walk, not a power walk, okay? The more movement, the more walking that you can fit into your life, you're going to feel a lot better, okay? Your metabolism is constantly measuring everything. Remember that? So if you're sitting all day and stressing out over work or stressing out over the family or stressing out over whatever's happening in your life, your metabolism can become stiff and rigid, Okay, so think of it as like a dry rotted rubber band. Okay, it's fragile. You know what I mean? Like, and if you pull on it, it may break. Okay, if you pull too hard. So it's the same with the metabolism. Okay, but if you keep moving your body, your metabolism will be more flexible and it will be able to stretch in all directions with you. Okay, the next M is mindfulness. So this is all about stress reduction or stress management. We all know that stress is going nowhere. And I have to say that I think my stress has increased quite a bit as I got older. My husband and I were actually just talking about this last night. It's almost like the older you get, the more you know, and the more you know, there's more to worry about. You know what I'm saying? So what can you do to not worry so much about everything? Okay, this is where stress management comes in. This is mindfulness. Mindfulness can mean a lot of different things, but first I think of it as consciously doing acts of recovery and relaxation, taking a nap, sleeping more or better, having alone time, practicing meditation, getting a massage, um, listening to music, doing gentle yoga or just stretching. It also means um, doing things like Uh, hobbies, you know, things that you like to participate in or being creative, spending time in nature, cuddling with your honey or having sex, going to a sauna or spa, reading a book, a fun book, laughing, like watching a funny movie. That's a great way to de-stress, by the way. And also learning something new. Okay. And pretty much just anything you can do to lower your stress hormones is mindfulness. Okay. Mindfulness can also be related to what you eat. Okay. Have you ever noticed that when you're stressed out and not paying attention, you may overeat? Okay. You may actually eat too much at your meal, or you may reach for unhealthy food options. Okay. So being mindful is going to help you make better choices. So I'm going to list the four M's that I just talked about in order that most people think they need to be in. But then afterwards, I'm going to tell you the order that they actually work best in. Okay. So Most people, when it comes to, you know, losing weight or like getting fit or thinking about increasing their metabolism, most people think that it's metabolics that are most important. So remember, metabolics are like hardcore workouts, um, supplements, uh, following a specific diet, tracking your food, using technology. It's like it's like anything you can do to manipulate your metabolism. People really hone in on that and think that has to be the thing. Okay. The second area that most people think is meals, right? Diets and counting their macros and counting their calories and tracking every morsel that goes in and out of their mouth. A lot of people think that is the second most important thing. Then people look at movement, okay? Generally, people understand that they need to move more, right? But they kind of misunderstand how. And then finally, most people put mindfulness as the last thing they look at when it comes to body and metabolism change. Okay, a lot of people, um, you just don't think it's as important as it really is. 
And I got to tell you, oftentimes when I meet with a one-on-one client, after I like look over their food log and their um, symptoms of like pain or like, you know, what's going on and what they're, how they're feeling, I can see oftentimes that their biggest hurdle is their stress levels. But most of these people don't want to address it. Okay, because most people don't think it's as important as it is. They would rather look at their nutrition first or look at their exercise first when really maybe the most important area to change is their stress levels or mindfulness. Okay, so anyway, best. This is the best order. Okay, like if as a coach and as somebody who understands this, if this is the order in which I would put an importance. Okay, number one, you probably already guessed it mindfulness. Mindfulness has to be number one. Okay. Number two, movement. And remember, movement is not the hardcore workouts. It's moving your body more, just your daily activity. Number three, meals. Okay. And number four, metabolics. Okay. And I'm wondering if some of you are surprised by that. So when you can be mindful about stress and what you're eating and how you feel, you can make more intuitive choices And then the metabolics or the hardcore workouts and the diets may not need to apply, okay? Or or if you want them to apply, then you'll know how to add them appropriately, okay? And then movement is so critical. I cannot stress to you the importance of daily movement, okay? So think about this. Can you do a hardcore boot camp at your absolute best for the rest of your life? Okay, probably not, you know, and that's okay. Okay, we aren't supposed to be hardcore the rest of our life. There's there's the cycle of life. We're supposed to slow down. Things are supposed to change. So what can you do though the rest of your life? Hopefully, hopefully the rest of your life is you can probably walk and move and stretch and stand. Those are the things that probably as long as you keep yourself healthy and you're able to, Those are the things that you can continue doing for a really long time. Now, meals and metabolics are also very important, but they don't have to be the only area to focus on. So in combination with mindfulness and daily movement, you'll find it much easier to follow your meals and your workouts. Okay. So after hearing all of this, was some of it interesting, surprising, or even new? And after hearing this, what area do you think you need to switch your focus to? So think about this for a moment. Think about rating yourself in each area. So on a scale one to 10, one is not good and 10 is excellent, okay? So maybe you feel really confident in your meals and how you eat. Give yourself a 10, but maybe you overexercise. You know, maybe you go to the gym every single day of the week or multiple times in a day because I know there's some of you out there that do that. If that's what you're doing, you might wanna give yourself a one or two. Okay, because that's overdoing it. And maybe you don't try to take time to relax. Okay, so maybe give yourself a one in mindfulness if you're not even trying to relax or manage your stress. Okay, then look ahead in your week and see how you can try to get more relaxation or stress management or whatever area you need help in into your schedule. Okay, or if you're great at mindfulness and movement, maybe you're the opposite. Maybe you're awesome at mindfulness, you're awesome at movement, but maybe you need to take a closer look at your meals. Okay, rate yourself, be really honest. Okay, or maybe you could benefit from adding in a more intense workout a couple times a week. Okay, I'm not saying don't work out intensely, 
But if you're doing nothing, you know, then maybe it's time to look at that as well. But you are the only one that can answer that. You have the answers in your own head. You just need to trust them. Listen to yourself. Listen to your intuition. You know, that whole gut feeling that we get, it's telling us something. And so we need to remember to tune into our body, tune into our own mind, and figure out what it is that we really need. And then, if needed, you can reach out to a coach or to a gym or a trainer or a nutritionist to get help with the areas that you need help in the most. Okay, so no matter your situation now, if you're not feeling satisfied with your results or if you're not getting results, then it's time to consider these four areas and see where you can do some adjusting. It can be really hard, though, I understand, to make changes, especially if you're just used to doing something the same, right? If you've been going to the gym six days a week for the last 20 years and you love it, it may be hard to wrap your head around the fact that maybe you need to slow down or do something a little bit different. I understand that. But keep in mind If you think you're doing everything right and nothing is changing, then you're probably not doing everything right. Okay, I'm just saying. Now, remember, there is no perfect plan except for the one that you create for yourself. Only you know how your body responds and only you can figure out what works best for your metabolism. There are a lot of programs and plans available to you, but those are best used as guides Okay, and then you take those guides and formulas and adjust them to make the best plan for you. And actually, just so you know, that's what I do in my 12-week program. I teach my clients how to listen to their body so they can create meals and movement plans to fit their individual metabolic tendencies. I do teach about nutrients and how to combine them for keeping blood sugar more stable, but we also go over stress management, sleep, morning and night routines, environment, and dealing with social situations. So if you feel like you're ready to really take all four areas, the four M's of metabolism seriously, and you're ready to cut through the clutter of information and just get on track with what can work best for you, please consider you know hitting me up, send me a message, send me an email, um, and let me know. And then we can just decide if we think the Balance Method program, my 12-week program, is a good fit for you or not. Okay? So you guys, thank you for being here. I hope that this is helpful. Um, I hope that you will take it serious and take a few minutes to rate yourself in all four areas. And if you feel like it, send me a message and let me know how you're doing. Thanks for being here. Catch you next week. Thank you for tuning into the Balanced Fit and Free podcast. I'm over here giving you a virtual high five. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss a single episode. And if you are looking for a crew of amazing women who are also seeking a balanced fit and free lifestyle, be sure to join my exclusive community on Facebook. The link is waiting for you in the show notes. Until next time, keep your thoughts positive and your coffee hot.